we need to talk about talking, your conversations. How much do we value how we talk to people, what we allow to talk to us and who we open ourselves up to? Are we aware of how intimate the conversation is? Do we have to be nice and cordial and talk to everyone, no matter how we feel or what they do or did? What is the ruling on that? We're going to dig into this a little bit, and hopefully this will help you to let go of some of the old relationship problems you may be having. It'll lessen the the toxic encounters that you're having, and it will help you to avoid certain conversations and things that people will use just to see where you are and what you allow and what you will let them get away with. still so hard for me to explain why I disobeyed you. Can't they see I was deceived? They do the same thing every time they have a free hand, but yet they still find ways to point the finger at me. Don't you know how to count? The only reason people point their second finger at you is because all flesh knows that its opinion is second to my truth. Many are blind, but some just choose not to see. I knew from the start that you would eat from the tree. (laughs) Well... But if you knew I would eat of it, then why didn't you stop me? If you're so good, why would you plant such a bad tree? I did it because I knew what he would have done to you. Satan was with me in heaven. I know the power he possesses. He would have crushed you and every generation in you. I needed to put my spirit inside of you and not just around you. So, I wasn't disobedient if it was in your plan, right? No, you didn't just disobey me. You took my spot. You benched me so that you can get the start. You, you didn't get my point, so you became your own guard. And when your guard had to endure the shooting, you felt too small to think forward. You were never going to realize that only my power could move you forward, so I had to reposition myself as your center. Because I love you. Love me? How can you love me when you didn't even clothe me? You left us exposed. No, I never exposed you because originally you had nothing to hide. No shame, no disobedience, no lies. You were not just naked, you were free. Free from the tragedy of life without me. Free from the chains that you could use to shake yourself. Free, indeed, forever. And why do you talk to me? about the women who search for men and will unlatch their soul for the strings of lust and insecurities to tie, and men who want authority, yet they run from their position as head and as father. You crave and desire your husband, but when you add water to seeds of disobedience, what type of fruit do you think will be produced? Now women who were made to be lighthouses, let the flesh ransack them, break their walls, and leave them as holy temples. And now they look for any man, any wrecking ball of a man to complete them. Not knowing that only I can take their holes and make them whole. And what about men? And men who just like Adam leave the one they are supposed to love to be attacked. Men who are too busy following their sugar cane instead of he that is able. And men, who just like Adam, just as quickly as Adam shifted the blame, as if he didn't decide to swallow the fruit himself, we still see that peace stuck in every man's neck, 
that shows that they do not take responsibility for the decisions to follow when they should be leading. <laughs> and men, the same men that are too prideful to admit that their disobedience's head has suffocated the rest of their body, leaving everyone and everything attached to them dead. Look, I can't change my past, okay? I disobeyed, hid from, and abandoned you, and permanently damaged them. I can never be forgiven. Why do you even continue to pursue me? How can you look at all I've done and still find value in me? Open your eyes. Your problem is, you still think that you are Eve. You still feel like I have not forgiven you. You still let your past destroy your present. You still act like me and you are not one. You are still afraid to share me and to know me. Yet, you look so much at how hard and often you fall that you completely ignore the fact of my rise. I died for you and then I rose for you so that you could be one with me. You belong to me. You were bought with the price. A price that Noah, Moses, Peter, and Paul put together couldn't pay. A price. A price represents the value of which the item that you are trying to purchase is. Therefore, I attended to your value. I committed to your price. I committed my entire life, death, resurrection, and eternity to ensuring that you can have a relationship with me. I lived to give you an example of how to live a righteous life. I died, not only for you to die to sin, but so that you can know how to die to yourself. I rose. By the power of the Spirit, I rose so that you can rise into a new mind, a new heart, a new life, a new freedom, a new eternity. And now I sit on the right hand of the Father, interceding for you until the very day that I come back for you. Again, I say, you are not Eve, so do not treat me like I'm Adam. I will not leave you, forsake you, or misguide you. Amen. You are not Eve, you are my church. And I am your savior, your king, your ruler, your redeemer. I do not want to make you a better you. I want you to abandon you so that you can show the world that your redeemer lives. Because I indeed live. You live. He lives. How much attention do you pay to the conversations that you're a part of and the conversations that go on around you? And I'm not just talking about in person, uh, you know, like people to person, well, person to person, but also on social media. You know, what conversations are you attracted to or are you creating? Does it matter? What impact can one conversation have on us? And I would say that one conversation can absolutely damage you just as much as it can help you. My point can be made from the very beginning. Uh, like I said, I did a poem called Adam and Eve that you heard. And um, if you didn't know this, Eve wasn't forced to do anything. The devil used conversation as the means to confront her motives, her discipline, her commitment to God and Adam, and the strength she had or didn't have to conquer her own innate desires. Her mistake wasn't eating the apple. Her mistake was entertaining Satan's conversation. She entertained something she never should have. And that conversation engaged a place of weakness in her that revealed to her things that God didn't even desire to have stirred or shown to her at that time. 
So what conversations are you having regularly, right? Who are you entertaining? Whose questioning are you accepting? Who are you giving that uh, time and that space and that opportunity to give you information or to reveal something to you that you may not have known? That's why gossip is so dangerous, right? Because ultimately gossip is someone revealing something to you that you really shouldn't even have the desire to know. And it causes you to do something that is either wrong or out of place or it gives you information that makes you treat someone in a way that they shouldn't be treated or speak about them in a way that they shouldn't be spoken about. And I need to ask you and let you ask yourself, what conversations am I having regularly? Because usually conversations will let you know or the conversation that you entertain or the conversation that you're attracted to will let you know what your desires are or what your motives are or what your heart is concerning someone. If you're attracted to gossip about people, then that means you're more concerned about gossiping about people than you are loving people and helping them and, you know, speaking life to them. You know, what conversations on social media attract you? Are you attracted to hate conversations? You know, conversations that are filled with uh, curse words and people speaking down on people and calling people all kind of other stuff. These are actions that you see as conversation, but they're actually actions that we take and words that we hear and conversations that we engage in that corrupt our own motives corrupt our own desires corrupt our own speech and cause us to do things and say things that we shouldn't even be saying to one another um so i want to say don't let your conversations negatively change your confession or conviction remember conversation is not just um, the devil didn't think of conversation it's just he knew that's how god gave adam uh, all the commands that he needed to have he spoke to Adam. He had a conversation with Adam. He gave Adam instructions through conversation. And so all he did was copy what God did with Eve. He did went to Eve and copied that. He said, well, if conversation is how God can get his commands through and his instructions through, then conversation is a way for me to get what I desire through. And so with that, we see that the same way that God wants to have conversation with us and wants to engage with us and um, wants to literally engage our uh, motives and confront our intentions and stir our hearts for change for the better and challenge our motives and the way he wants to offer his strength and his ways and his grace and his mercy um, to us we got to be careful that we don't allow the wrong people or the enemy to have that space uh, or even thoughts thoughts are things that we end up having conversations with ourselves about a thought can come and we'll have an entire conversation with ourselves about it we'll be like i really don't like that girl like that thought will come i really don't like that girl and then you'll literally sit there and have a conversation with yourself about what she did to you what she's doing how she acting and then you'll take that conversation you have with yourself to somebody else to see if they agree and then you'll continue to talk about that person like you really have to monitor the conversation that you're having about others right and the conversation that you're allowing and how that uh, conversation and everything and the information that you receive is being interpreted. I'm here to tell you that a lot of people are off simply because of the conversations that they had. Uh, a lot of people don't understand what's happening to them or what they're doing because they just communicated with the wrong sources for so long to where they're deceived, they're confused, they're lost. They just have had the wrong conversation so many times that they think it's the right way. And just because you've entertained something and had this conversation for so long doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that it's right. So what we have to do is we have to go back and analyze ourselves, analyze the conversations that we're having and catch ourselves when we're having conversations that are not beneficial to our life 
and are not beneficial to others' lives. Conversations that are just murky and not filled with love and filled with grace and mercy towards others. We got to exit those conversations because those conversations will turn into actions and will turn into intentions and will turn into motives. Because whether you say it or not, you can, I guarantee you right now, you can link every action that you're doing to a conversation that you had, a conversation you engaged in, something that you heard. And a lot of people are leaving God, literally, are turning to other religions and other um, beliefs simply because they had a conversation with someone through a YouTube video. They saw somebody's YouTube video and that conversation that that person had with them through that YouTube video because the YouTube is talking directly to that one person that's listening. So that one conversation changes their entire belief system they are losing faith because somebody challenged what they believe in they said something contrary to what you heard before that one conversation literally is changing so many people's motives and beliefs and faith and now people are literally destroying their faith in god just to try to analyze and understand this conversation that somebody else presented and that's not the way it should be so we have to be careful with what we're entertaining the conversation we're entertaining and the conversations we're having so that we don't make the same mistake that Eve did and we change what God intended or we allow our desires to be changed, our commitments to be changed or what we know we need to be doing to be changed. And I would also say that you have to be in charge of gatekeeping your conversations. It's your responsibility to take charge of your conversation. It's your responsibility to make sure that people aren't leading you in the way that you don't want to go it's your responsibility to make sure that every conversation that comes to you and through you is for god and for god alone and so in that i want to encourage you to have great conversation lead great conversation desire great conversation but always let your conversation be positive and point you back to god that way your intentions your motives everything will be pure all right it'll be pure